0: Welcome to another exciting edition of the Dr. Funk Podcast. And now, here's your host, Dr. Funkin' Barry. Welcome everyone to the Dr. Funk Podcast. Thank you guys so much for subscribing on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podbay FM. This time, I'm going to call this the Empire After Show. Because we have a very special guest that was just on Empire Last night and we have Mr. Morris Hayes from the MPG here. Yeah, What's yeah. Up, Morris. What's up?
1: What's up? What's up, Dr. Fox? What's going on, man?
0: Nothing, man. Just just watch the Empire episode. Uh, of course, you know, a lot of Prince fans are already chiming in on stuff. I thought it was very cool, and especially that you had a, like your own little segment. So if people didn't really mm-hmm you know, know the cast of Empire or know know about the show right. like I do, you know, they'd be able to get the gist of it. So
1: Yeah, I, I thought it was cool, man. I, I mean, um when Senna reached out to me about it, man, and you know, Senna Harmony has been a friend of Prince for yeah. man, at least fifteen years or something like this. And uh we're very good friends with Prince. And when she reached out to me about it and and, and asked me, and I said, Yeah, I said, Yeah uh i'm interested you know i want to see what's up with it and i got out and i saw and i was like wow you know just all of the detail and everything uh and it's funny man because um you know we shot for you know a pretty good while but then it goes by so fast you know what i mean because they 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 do these quick edits and everything and you shoot so much stuff and then they don't use a whole lot of it but um, you know, there's a lot of detail that went into that man with all of the people's that were there, the the, the costumes, the kids' costumes, the, just the symbols. Everything was so meticulously done, you know. And I right. think that just, you know, she she really didn't want it to be cheesy, and she wanted it to be cool. And uh, and I think they did a pretty good job on it, man. Just uh, you know, especially, you know, uh, the only thing I was thinking about when I kind of heard the premise of it. When I got there, it was like birthday party, but then they kind of like uh, they they kind of squared that up in the in the thing. You know, Prince don't believe and I was like, okay, exactly. they 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 smoothed that out. So I was like, I was wondering how they was gonna do that.
0: You know, when they were showing the birthday cake with the opening scene, I'm like, man, no birthday cakes. But I love that how they interjected it. Taraji brought it up. Yeah, yeah. Just very slick. And, uh, so yeah
1: it, it, was, it was some good writing man yeah absolutely and because Cena. that's that that character yeah that character uh you know he's such a you know a rambunctious type of character and he's just you know headstrong and doing this thing and you can't tell him anything and so this is him you know just going off on his own tangent you know and I just thought they they, they cleverly re- you know wrote that
0: yeah Cena Mary, I believe the first thing she did with Prince was the Musicology video, correct?
1: Uh, yeah, I think that was one of the early uh, pieces that she did. Of course, that was kind of like when I was on my uh, run with Maceo. So, yeah. But I believe that's the first thing that she did was Musicology. Uh, you, you and then they've been cool. No, there. I wasn't in but No, I mean, I was with Musicology. That was, uh, you know, Renato
0: and... No, and uh, but even for the video...
1: No, I wasn't in the video because that, uh, that was that was was Renato uh, Ronda right. and, well, and the um 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 uh, keyboard player from San Francisco uh Rad uh, uh, um, Rad, also, Rad. Is correct, Rad
0: Chance Howard was going to be added to that in the mix. The main thing I yeah. remember was how all right the video shoot for Musicology took place in October of 2003. Now flash mm-hmm. forward to January. At the House of Blues, January 2004, you were performing with Maceo, and we're hearing rumors mm-hmm. that Prince wants to play with Maceo's band. And there it was. You were there. Yeah. Prince was there, and that was the live debut of him doing musicology. They did Black Streets, yeah. No Divinity yeah. First, but you did play on it at that show. And that was. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, that show and the Maceo show. When Prince came on stage, I knew he was coming out, but a lot of these cats in LA didn't know. And it's like mm-hmm. when Prince took the stage, people took three steps back. Was like, wait, is that Prince? And everyone went five steps forward. Oh yeah, oh
1: yeah, it was it was banana sandwiches, man. I remember that. And uh, uh, dude, we got it in because you know Macy'll bring it anyway, man. But uh, that night was particularly crazy, man, because you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the House of Blues was always one of our favorite kind of little hits around L.A., man, and so right. uh, that was—I think that was a real treat, man, for a lot of folks because they were like—they were like you said, everybody's like, "Nah," you know, right. and then it's like, <laughs> "Yeah, pile."
0: And that was before the performance with Grammy with Beyonce at the Grammys, before the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It just felt like 2004 was going to be this incredible year, and it all started with that surprise performance at the House of Blues with Maceo Parker and with you being in Maceo's band. And that was, yeah. was
1: cool. Yeah, it was super cool, man. You
0: know? And also, like, back to Empire, that they kind of dropped a few hints through the shows. Like, yeah, like... We need to oh, yeah. That there's yeah. a motorcycle before <laughs> the guitars and then the does. Right. You know, right. It was just all that little attention to detail. And then there has to be berets at a raspberry. There has to be tambourines. <sighs> yeah like Sana about uh, it she put a lot of effort into it and it's just it's kind of yeah because it seems right now no matter what is done no matter how people are trying to do tributes to prince there is a lot of um how do i put it a static that from they take everything just a little too personally when it comes to it like they think that they're not trying to do this out of love. And I think where Sinna was coming from
1: was totally out of love. Well, brother, that's 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 what I was saying. I did a little Facebook uh, live thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, man, uh, just the mention of doing something like this, you know, and, and he's to his own, man. You know, really, right. you know, that's the Internet. People got their opinions and everybody don't have any problem telling you how they feel, whether they're expert in the field or not. Everybody's entitled to their thing but, and so f- cool, but but my thing is is, is this um, I, I was around Prince a, Personally a long time and I wasn't the only one so I don't I never try to take any ownership of Prince in that regard but I was around long enough uh, to Kind of get an understanding of this cat to some degree and one thing that I came to understand was uh, when it came to princes, that the only thing predictable about Prince is that he was unpredictable. You know, I, you don't know what he's going to do. You can kind of have a general sense based on history. But at the end of the day, you never exactly deadly sure knew what he was going to do in a lot of cases. So you don't know what he was going to like. I, I mean, toward the end... You know, man, it was some things that I never thought I would have saw with Prince in terms of just like how, you know, you know, like he like riding his bike out in, in public <laughs> and just doing stuff, going to the Starbucks or whatever, getting coffee and just, you know, all of the stuff that he was doing at the end is like right. stuff he would have never did back in the day. It it's was- just like he, you know, so, so, so anybody like, yeah, he would never go on a bicycle riding down the street. And he, well, Yeah, but he did actually. You know. And he did go to the coffee shop, so so you know you just never know, man. I mean, so I just tell people like, man, you know what? Uh, I think everybody wants to to be able to to represent um, uh, you know a uh, way that they that it, that resonated with them, and centers in the film business and television business, and this was a way for her to kind of. Um, to do something that was cool, and I thought it was cool, man. I thought they paid a lot of attention to detail, and right. and, I, and I, all the kids dressed up. Prince loved kids, man, and just to see all those kids in those little outfits, man. He would have turned the flip, man. I really believe that because he just loved kids so much, and, and those kids were just beautiful, man. They just the casting people were phenomenal, and and the, and the wardrobe people, and so the whole thing was just dope. I just thought it was like a big dope party, like we would have had with, with all of that stuff
0: crazy attention to detail absolutely just everything and then with hakeem wearing kind of like what prince wore with third eye girl with the wrist straps a little Mm -hmm. leather outfit of course you made sure to have a little symbol outfit that he kind of wore for the most beautiful girl in the world meaning the symbol jewelry but there was just so much going on and with yourself involved hannah welton josh welton it was just really really cool with all that you know?
1: Yeah, I thought it was, man. And you know, the other cool thing is, like I said on my feet, uh, I, I didn't really hang around uh, Josh and Hannah a lot. They were kind of coming in when I was leaving. And um, right. so I didn't have a whole lot of interaction with them when I was at Paisley, more more so with, with Hannah than I did with Josh. And and I really, you know, they're two really beautiful people, man. I, I really have a deep respect for, for them. Uh, as, as as people as musicians, I mean, I just think uh, they was some real cool folks, and I just I really enjoyed getting a kind of normal them a lot better when I was on set with them, man. Right. Uh, I can see why Prince dug Josh a lot, and you know, Prince told me, uh, you know, some things about Josh, you know, Josh is a very strong, convicted uh, brother, and um, it was cool, man, because, you know, I just didn't know him that well, and uh, and it was just really a delight to meet them, man, and really just, uh, you know, get to know him a lot better, you know, we just only kind of crossed paths there for a little bit, he was just kind of sh- shadowing me for a little bit before I left, and, right. and man, I like him, I, I like him and Hannah a lot, man
0: very cool now with all that you had kind of had like this third eye girl NPG thing going on and there's so many different variations of the NPG but you guys are the main source you guys are doing a bunch of tour dates uh, next year overseas we're still waiting for it in the US but we see Andre Simone still in the gonna be a guest Mm -hmm. star and then Kip Blackshire and Shelby J for some but also Tamar Davis now
1: yeah yeah, and, and the cool thing about the MPG, man, is that, you know, there was a lot of people that came through the, the band, and so, you know, and everybody's got stuff going on, man, it's it's really contingent on what a lot of people's schedules and that sort of thing are, and, you know, uh, Tamar, she, you know, she did Broadway, she's done a lot of other things, and plays and stuff like this, and so... And you know Shelby's out on the road doing her thing, and Liv's got her thing, and Elisa's in, uh, in Vegas. So there's a lot of uh, folks that's come through, and we just kind of dealing with uh, number one, uh, p- person schedule. Number two, whether or not they want to be uh, involved or not. You know what I mean? So it's just like uh, we just kind of like you know passing the love around as as the situation uh, calls for it. So we're just glad to have, you know, Tamar on deck and doing her thing and she all came out with us and did like the North Sea Jazz Festival in Montreal and just I mean, they just like uh some of that stuff and just killed it and she just murderized it. So, you know, that's how they do. So I'm just glad to have it.
0: We we still want some love in the US. We need some MPG
1: absolutely i think once we secure like a um you know a u.s agent um mm-hmm. you know once we get a, a, a an agent in the u.s that can really just go out there and i think the, the key is you know volume we're trying to make some noise in europe and asia yeah. uh you know the u.s is a hard market in terms of you know man you're just like it's so much going on and drumming up that kind of support a lot of people got to kind of um understand what this unit is and what uh, you know what the MPG is and so it's like reinventing ourselves man so we're definitely trying to build up um, some momentum in terms of you know Europe has always been good crowds for us man and you know uh, and, and that sort of thing and I think once we make some noise there we can come back here and I think there'll be an appetite for what we're doing you know and maybe there is now but I just think we have to get that agent in place and then we can just start organizing dates and, and places like that. We're kind of, you know, the NPG is a kind of big band, so we have to do things that make fiscal and and, and logistical sense, you know, because right. that many people, you know, we just have to do things that make sense, or else it's just like, we'll, we'll put all of this stuff in. You don't really, you know, do a whole lot, but right. we want to be mm-hmm. able to make sure that we can bring a, a great show to the fans, man. Yes.
0: Hopefully you guys will get hired some private events, at least in the U.S., if not major concerts like for us fans to be able to check out. and Absolutely. Um, now, another thing we we're talking about, like with him with the bicycle, there's photos of him from the Purple Rain era doing that. But he started to do it more, it seemed to me, around like the form run. Like that one time he actually brought his bike out and was riding it down the aisles.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, I know. I, at one point, I even bought him a bike, and and uh, uh, at one point, but uh, right. it definitely more and more toward the end, he got to just start doing a whole lot more uh, with the whole bike thing. Man, it just became a really a big part of him doing his thing.
0: Now, one thing I noticed at his house in L.A. during that one time, it wasn't seventy-seven Beverly Park, but I think he was calling it. Club seventy seven and where you guys perform G seven with G being the seventh layer of the alphabet, so still continuation of Club mm-hmm. seventy seven. But there was a bowling alley in that one.
1: Yeah, now, man, that house was. I, that was kind of one of my. I think. Uh, I think that was my favorite house, man. That's that's the house that was in Bel Air.
0: Yeah, I enjoyed it. I mean, we. The dance floor was on top of the pool, and, and on Prince top of the
1: pool, yeah, and underneath us. the other pool,
0: yeah. And he was um, the last night that he was in the house was the last night of the forum run, which mm-hmm. I call as the twenty first show. And he led us. Um, it was after King performed, and Nico was there at the house. Yeah, he he got up off the thing, and he led us into the electric slide, which was kind of cool now mm-hmm. that bowling alley did you ever bowl with him at that one because i know that night he was asking you to set it up
1: yeah i mean i i got we just messed around with it I, I didn't bowl with him but i mean i just you know and getting it going i was messing with it but it was dope man i was like this is crazy son yeah i mean the theater was dope um, mm-hmm. it just what that was a cool house to me i just liked the way it was laid out you uh, know you know yeah of course it was about a cool spaces man like any one of those spaces was you know was pretty dope but, you know but I, I particularly liked the lay of that house and I was like yeah I can see this I can see this <laughs> so you know it was, it was cool but that um crazy. all, of, all of the places were a lot of fun man the one was just too big I mean the 77 I just, was just too big I just said Prince man this is like 36,000 square feet I said bro it could be other people living on the other side of this you wouldn't even know it man he said don't say that I was like, no, that's real, man. That's crazy.
0: With the 77 Beverly Park Address, the first night, the Oscar party, at least that was for the public, he performed in the living room. Then when he had the book release with Randy St. Nicholas, that was outside. Outside, right. By the time the... Um, Emmy party happened, that was downstairs and there was like
1: maybe Down in the wine cellar, In the I call it Dracula's <laughs> lair. Down there. <laughs> it was like, man, this is, we're in the dungeon, bro.
0: There was like 17 of us there and 14 were female. It was me and like uh, Chi McBride were like the yeah. only guys there. It was ridiculous. Um, yeah, man, it was crazy. Now... What I remember with the, with, the, with the Bel Air dress, the one you thought was great, I remember before I got into like the movie room, I believe because we were watching that night's show from the forum, he had mm-hmm. both motorcycles brought out from Paisley of the Purple Rain Graffiti Bridge, and he didn't have the lights on. And I almost knocked into the graffiti bridge, <laughs> bridge one and knocked it to the ground. Like,
1: <laughs> you know. Yeah, that was, that was funny. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 man, it was, it, bro. The, the stuff that was uh, that just went on. It was just crazy, man. The the, the stuff on top of the swimming pool and mm-hmm. and the you know the, the, all of it was just so crazy, man. And just all of the constant parade of celebrities that came through, man. So it was it was a yes. lot of fun, man. It was just always interesting. You didn't know what to expect.
0: Good times. Now another thing you brought up was him going to coffee shops and whatnot. I remember him. Being with Rashida and an assistant at the time, I believe Julia, um, mm-hmm. they were in Malibu, and it's like six, seven in the morning, and Prince just walks in with the camera and starts taking photos of customers. And I don't think anyone knew who it was Julia. Was like, man, sometimes I just saw there were cameras around to see him being this
1: silly because
0: no one believed it's him just walking into a Starbucks and just starts yeah. messing around with people
1: yeah just taking pictures especially because of what's used to happen to him and i guess that was his way of kind of like this is paybacks you know and then but the, the but the, the surreal part of it is kind of like when um he was in my van and uh you know it's just a regular like dodge caravan <laughs> that i used to carry my gear in mm-hmm. and and there was this kid like waiting at the bus stop uh, and prince wrote down the window and asked him if he needed a ride and the kid was like you know that look that you have when you're like go, oh, it looks like Prince, but he can't be in this raggedy van. So it can't be Prince, but it looks like him. You know, he's really trying to puzzle it out and and he just puts his phone up, just takes a picture of him. Like <laughs> he, he's like, Yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> and I'm like, Prince, you just can't ask some kid if he wants to ride that's like totally like some stalker stuff, bro. We gotta oh, okay. go now. <laughs>
0: Hilarious. I <I've> remember <laughs> during the 3121 era he had to get somewhere and Raul wasn't available it's right when Raul became a security guard but Raul was actually his favorite limo driver and that's why he hired yeah, him right, right. mm-hmm. now so the only person that can give he Prince graduated ride, yeah yes the only person that give Prince a ride was his assistant and she was driving a beat-up infinity and put him in the back seat and she, he was. She asked him, "Do you want me to put like a like um, a sheet over the window so no one will look at you?" And he's like, "No one's gonna believe it's me in this car."
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking in my car. But it, but it was funny when man, it, and it would happen the same way if he was in my my um, SUV or whatever. Um, it was always funny when people. Uh, do the double take thing there was a guy who used to do the double take so good that it was on like this old show bewitched you know you get the look and then he'd look again the, the double take was always funny and that's what people would do like every time because they they look over casually and then they'd see him and then they'd do the double take like the head twist and go back like no they can't be prince and then after that the 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 disbelief then the uh Panic sets in, and then they just start like yelling over, like "Print, print!" and and it just like just crazy, you know. It's just, but it was funny just watching that same reaction from different people that would happen. The casual look over, and you know, like you look in somebody's car, and then you, the double take, you know. And it was just funny, like you because you could you knew it was coming, like, right? You know.
0: Now we've talked about at length before him shaving your head for the Days of Wild music video. Was there anything else that he did or tried to do that's kind of like with the shaving head, like something with <laughs> your clothes or cooking
1: <laughs> for you? Or? Bro, that's enough. <laughs> that that's the shaving head thing, that was that's enough. I don't okay. need no more than no in terms of some shocking stuff. But, but actually, uh, uh, yeah, we had a lot of those pancake breakfast things, man. That was kind of a thing. But I never saw him actually slinging. That's what I, I used to kind of tease him. Because, like, you're always trying to have somebody for some pancakes. They ain't never seen you make nothing. You know, be one of these other girls, who, you know, like the, the chef making stuff. And get right. them, wake them up in the middle of the night. They're like, you ain't making nothing, bro. So you haven't it made. But, so it was pretty funny. So, um, like, But he's, he was good for just suggesting some mess and then get somebody else to do it. But that, that's what you can do when you're the, the bowler, you yes. know. Yeah, that's what you can do, you know, when you got your own building.
0: 4 a.m. wake up calls for omelets. Were you one yeah. of the people that had high cholesterol because of that, or
1: uh, no, I can't blame that on bro. That was my own doing, man. I ate too much junk when I was a kid, so I can't blame that on Prince. <laughs> okay,
0: fair enough. Now, with this Empire tribute, this is the most recent one, I would like to see more tributes going on, at least in media, whether it's TV or movies or other places. What's your What's your feeling on that, especially when it's coming with respect like how Saina
1: was trying? Well, I think it's it's going to rather look, Prince was an icon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, you know, as big as they get in terms of, you know, he was a rock star's rock star. Uh, I was personally at a lot of things when, you know, I'm sitting with the Cats from the Rolling Stones and Prince Albert and all these people who were big fans of Prince and Elton John and all of these folks, man. Um, You know, he was he was at the top of the game man, and and, and stayed relevant to the end. And so uh, there's going to be all kinds of stuff. Some are going to be good. Some are going to be bad. That just goes with the territory because, uh, he did so much and there's so much that's, that people don't know. And, uh, that's, that's mysterious. And so whenever you have that, that's a recipe for just like people constantly trying to get at what they think is the truth as to what it is, what happened, uh, all of these things, man, there's going to be countless amounts of people. I think they're going to be making all kinds of things to, um, uh, trying to sort out and parse out there'll be college courses on Prince man it'll be right. stuff like that you know I just see that happening because he's such a enigma you know he's this, this 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 vanguard and I just think that's just part for the course is what it's going to be and so we might well get ready for some some cool stuff and for some cheesy stuff that's just gonna be what it is
0: right now what would you? Like to teach when it comes to him and making sure that his legacy stays alive and people learn it. What are some things that you would like to do to be a part of that, aside from continuing performing with the MPG?
1: Yeah, well, I I, I do think there's some you know working with a master does a lot of lessons, you know, and and um, you know I think there's definitely a lot of things that uh, that I, I can recall and that I think is are good things to transfer to to other people and you know that's coming up in the game and, and doing things you know there's a lot of things that we learn and, and I think that's something I have to continue to to teach what I've learned you know Prince always say you know yeah Morris each one teach one you know he would say that And so I think uh, um, there's definitely things that um, you know I think should be said and I think that should be uh, out there in terms of the lessons learned and uh, Production the and lessons learned and um, performance, and all of those types of things.
0: Speaking of out there, when it comes to the vault and music and videos that a lot of fans do not know about and we hope to experience, what is something that you would love to see that will get released on a grander scale that's sitting in the vault?
1: Well, I mean, I I guess uh, from what I understand, he released, I I worked with him on this record, uh, Welcome to America, and I guess uh, some of it I saw that was released, uh, and I don't think the whole thing was, but uh, that's one of the, well, that's the only record that he allowed me to co-produce with him, where it was like, besides Bria, uh, that thing. But but that's mostly me just programming on that. But I mean on this record, he just really let's let me he just said you produce it, Morris, and he just said you overproduce it, and I'll take away. He said you can always do too you know uh, uh, too much, and then I'll take away whatever I don't need. You just overproduce it, and then I'll I'll get it. And it was cool because he just let me do my thing, man. He wasn't standing over me. I took it home. He gave me a CD with all ten tracks on it and um and i just took one every day and just like build it out and then i'd take him to track as i finished and he'd just be like man i never got that kind of praise he on throw me from prince man it was almost surreal because he was like patting me on the back and calling me duke ellington and making jokes and all this kind of stuff and i mean it was crazy and, and, and it was really cool it was really for me i just felt like a million bucks because i'm bringing this stuff and he's like man i've just now I he every time i get some, i feel like this ought to be the single that I mean, that was very um uh cool for me. I just felt really good about that, him saying that. Um, so so it, that I hope that record in its totality sees the light of day. I mean, um, I worked on that one and I did seven out of the ten songs. You know, uh, one, one of them was so good. I just said, I, I told him, I just friends. I don't even want to touch it, man. Just let Claire do this one and just call it a day man because i don't even want to butcher this one this is a claire fisher song all day and i'll be more than happy to stand down let him handle it it needs him and uh, so i'm gonna keep my little two cents off of this one
0: and it looks like that was at one time going to be released i know that there was a booklet for it there was other things integrated along with the tour book when it came from uh, the new york shows the original ones yeah
1: Yeah, we did welcome to America, welcome to Canada, welcome to you know Australia, welcome to Europe. And so it was just this whole thing based around that concept. And so I, I was hoping it would see, and it still might, you know, as the, the state, you know, move forward, who knows what they're going to, uh, you know, release and what could possibly be in the works. I, I, I really don't know. And so I'm just hopeful that some of that stuff can, can meet the, see the light of day.
0: Because I feel, you know, unfortunately, you know, as great as the 80s stuff was, he had the Warner Brothers hype machine and promo machine behind him. I still think a lot of his later material, especially with Phase 2 and some other projects, and probably with Welcome to America, but we don't have it, is probably some really good work. You know, some people just sleep on the more recent stuff and the 90s stuff, and that's all I want to see get promoted is because... Prince was more than just 82, 83, 84, 85, 86, 87, you know?
1: Absolutely, but that's, so. that, that is the thing. He he covered a great span, that's what I mean, by saying that he was able to stay relevant, um, you know, pretty much throughout his career. Right. So that's a difficult thing to do, spanning that many years, man. I mean, he changed with the different, you know, when uh, when the 80s was in that, with the... the, the uh, electronic type of uh you know the punk and rock flavor was there and then when you get to like the, the 90s when the, the the era of the the garage bands kind of took over and 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 you know new jack and all of this and then princess had his vibe i mean it was this dude was able to just keep turning with the times and um and not being stuck in into a certain box you know right. and i think that was a i think that was a really big thing and i think his diversity was always able to keep him ahead of the curve like that
0: amen and i hope he always be and that's why i'm all about the tributes and the other things because it's keeping his legacy alive it's keeping his name out there until everything figured out with the estate and the vault and others absolutely
1: Absolutely, my and like I said, my only thing is uh, I always want anything that's going to represent Prince B at least done in good taste, man, and, and and done as well as possibly can be. And I think Senna uh, did a phenomenal job with um, with what she did with the show, and and it was it was fun, it was like lighthearted, it was cool, and and and, and again a good way for her to kind of celebrate her friend. And, you right. know, she has this medium that available to her, and I think they did a great job on it. And a lot of people watched this show. It introduced maybe some that wasn't hip, that, like Prince's vibe and any of that kind of stuff. It just, you know, just yet another way to kind of keep in, him in the mainstream.
0: Especially with Jamal with the love, sexy look. And right. And all that going on. Sounds really and, cool.
1: And Chicken on the show, she uh had, she had a cooler vibe with the... With the uh. With the peach the black and peach thing rolling so I, she was phenomenal everybody man look it was so cool for me man because um uh you no know, Taraji, uh, uh, all of them were so cool to me, man. Just like, she was like, oh man, hey, baby. You know, just real super cool, man. And Jesse was all like, you know, uh, Senna told me like, like dude, he was almost about to cry when he heard you was coming on the show. I'm like, what? So, so it was just awesome, man. It was just cool to have an opportunity like that, man. I'm really grateful for Senna. For, for giving me a call, she could have called Cassandra, anybody. That, that there's so many great pe- people in the NPG that 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 she could have reached out and and got a hold of that could have like held it down and been like great. I'm just right. grateful that she she gave me a call about it and uh, I had a great time with it. Incredible,
0: Morris. Thank you so much for their time. Is there anything that you want to leave us in closing? the fans to know or anything that you want to say i just
1: uh, what i just, just want to say to the fans just y'all sit tight the npg coming to a city near you we definitely don't want to hit our home country here in the united states we, de- we definitely want to hit you know all our, our markets that we can everybody that wants us to come we want to come and, and do what we do you know, um, individually, I'm working on my projects, World Symphony for Peace, you know, which I'll be talking about more about that um, in coming days and, and weeks. Uh, but, yeah, just understand that the MPG, man, we're not going to forget home. We, we always want to do our thing in the States. Uh, you know, doing things without Prince is very uh, challenging We as we're learning. Um, you know, Prince was a very powerful figure in terms of just making things happen. And we're finding that there's a lot of uh, things that we have to do, almost like starting over. So so don't think that it's like, what's well, weird that we're not doing? It. No, it's just really hard. You know, he had a lot of infrastructure and could move things. And we're finding that it's difficult. But, but right. man, we're going to stay with it and we're going to see everybody when the opportunity arises if we haven't forgot anybody we don't we love all our people man and we we come in as many places we can get into awesome
0: thank you so much again morris thanks brother thanks everyone for subscribing on itunes make sure to share it on your groups retweet us let everyone know Uh, you can always donate through the website or through the link on the podcast thanks again so much till next time keep it funky y'all